0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com
1: there's no gain saying that technology has drastically reduced incidences of electoral practices such as ballot stuffing result sheets mutilation manipulations over voting alteration of result sheets and hijacking of ballot boxes in the history of nigeria's elections The Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, has applied a number of innovative approaches to improve the management and conduct of elections in the country. As years pass by, INEC gets more sophisticated with its technologies in order to meet up with international standards, just a few of them. Results show that the introduction of these technologies, like the Electronic Voters Register, the Automatic Fingerprint Identification System, and the Smart Card Reader have reduced the incidence of multiple registration and multiple voting to the barest minimum, while the development of e-coalition support platform has reduced the incidence of result manipulation at coalition centers. Recently in 2021, the discussion around the electronic transmission of results was at the forefront of demands by civil society organizations and other stakeholders. On October 12, 2021, the Senate bowed to pressure and gave the Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC, the sole power to determine the mode of transmission of results. This followed the reversal of its earlier decision that INEC may consider the electronic transmission of results provided. National network coverage is adjudged to be adequate and secured by the Nigerian Communications Commission and approved by the National Assembly. In a new amendment reflected in Clause 52 uh, of the Electoral Act Amendment Bill, the Senate and the House of Representatives have resolved that voting at an election and transmission of results under this bill shall be in accordance with the procedure determined by the commission, which may include electronic voting, thereby completing the process of amending the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. On Saturday, November 6, 2021, the people of Anambra State in the southeast of Nigeria went to the polls to elect a governor that would lead the state for the next four years. In a preliminary report by a non-profit civic hub of changemakers called Yaga Africa, they expressed concern over INEC's framework for adopting new electoral technologies as the BiVas, though a valuable tool for electoral integrity, fell short of expectations. They also commended INEC for deploying the results viewing portal for the election and revealed that the elections or the results announced thus far by the INEC reflected the ballots cast during the 6th November Anambra governorship election. Among other things, Yaga made some recommendations. One, that INEC should undertake an audit of the Bivas and ensure that all the tech glitches with the device. Are resolved ahead of the supplementary elections to prevent delays and possible disenfranchisement of voters. Two, sanction of all staff accused of complicity and conspiracy with political actors and security agents to falsify election. And um, also that the National Assembly, without further delay, conclude the amendment uh, of the Electoral Act and transmit the electoral bill to the President for assent. This one was concluded yesterday, and Nigeria currently awaits the assent of the president for the bill. In a build-up to other supplementary elections and the 2023 general elections, today we ask, do elections in Nigeria need more technology or not? We have an election observer, Oge Udibulam, and the policy analyst, Chima Christen, who both participated in the recently held Anambra elections in different capacities, they would share their thoughts with us in this episode. Oge, welcome. How are you doing? Hello,
0: Anthony. I'm fine. Thank you very much for hosting me on this program.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you here. Chima Kristen, how are you doing? Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm doing exceedingly great.
1: Beautiful. Now, let's start with the ladies, of course. Um, Oge, you are at Anambra just at the recently concluded elections. And I would like to hear from you generally, on a general note, what were the elections like in Anambra?
0: Well, thank you very much. The election turned out to be a very smooth process, non-violent, as was anticipated. People thought it was going to be very violent because of the security threats in the southeast. It also experienced the usual voter apathy because Anambra has since had a very low voter turnout during its uh, gubernatorial elections since 1999. It also happened. And this just concluded election. Apparently maybe people uh, anticipated it because of the sit-at-home order and when the sit-at-home order was cancelled people did not really get the information because I guess a lot of people were not on the internet or people who had got it they still did not believe it was true so apparently it affected the process. Generally it was, it was fine because the process was smooth I would say.
1: Okay, now that's from um, Oge Chima, what do you think? Uh, you also participated in the elections um, on a general tone. What, you know, general note, what um, your observations on the election?
2: First, the elections went smoothly, as expected. I had a number of analysts on radio, on TV, and on several platforms uh, projecting that there would be violence in Anambra elections. And my reports and reactions then were that these people don't know Anambra states from 1999 down to 2017, down to 2021. Anambra has never had a history of electoral violence, not even one. What you can accuse us of, is that we have a lot of deep pockets who have made me for any elective position in Anambra State, extremely, extremely, and above what is obtainable in other states, including other states in the Southeast, expensive. And where, we are, for instance, you can use a million to run for office, in a neighboring state come down here you can't run for that same office with 10 million so we can accuse a number elections of being so expensive but we've not had that issue of violence so the Anambra conducted themselves well and then showed and played truth the character that we can talk the talk we can spend the money but when it comes down to blood we don't spill blood just for elections so the issues around the killings pre-elections we are not necessarily politically motivated. It is just that there were emergent armed groups who felt that they have been armed enough to inflict their will on the Nigerian states. So we saw that the people banded together, both people of the clergy, traditional rulers, several youth groups, and including the Anambra intelligentsia, and others of goodwill who are not from Anambra state, came together to negotiate the peace you saw in Anambra state on the sixth and seventh of November, what I'm now appealing for is that that negotiated peace that allowed us to conduct peaceful elections will continue, so that we don't resume the urge, urge of bar violence that has seen to the demise of a lot of Anambra indigenous and citizens, including Professor Chike Akunili and several others whose life was cut short by the mindless violence. So my appraisal is that the election was violence-free
1: okay I okay just uh for some um clarity um over time it has been you know non violent generally but some results have shown that they have been and maybe this time too you know there were just some pockets of violence in some areas so that we don't um, paint the picture of zero violence at all can you corroborate that
2: well what you have is one or two incidences for instance in 2019 in some parts of it, they're enough. And then you also had that same local government, you had issue of overvoting, but you don't see widespread violence, like you see in both pre-election, the election and after-election, post-election violence. So Anambra has been peaceful, relatively, because when you're talking about peaceful elections, it's a relative term. There is no way you can guarantee 100% peace. But when you look at the isolated incidents that undercount up to a significant percentage, then you could pass it off as being peaceful. So yes, that is the position.
1: Okay. Okay. Now you talked about the fact that from 1999, we've Anambra State has experienced voter apathy, and this is not just an Anambra State thing too. I think it's a Nigerian um, thing too. Uh, Looking at the numbers, in this recently concluded election, about 2 million people were registered and just about 500,000 were accredited. That's a lot of people who decided not to come forward to get accredited to vote. How can we get this remaining 1.5 million or remaining 80% of people who have the privilege of voting to actually come out on that day uh, to vote?
0: Well, the issue is not just providing maybe infrastructural things to assist them in voting. The issue is convincing them about the people who they are coming out to vote for. A lot of people have lost trust and hope in Nigeria's leadership. So apparently they just maybe they get their voters card and they just feel relaxed or reluctant to come out to vote. So they, they believe the system has failed. Hmm. Now for you to make, for you to convince them to come out to vote. I think it's, it's, getting, it's then seen in people or seen in leaders or seen people who are contesting, seeing hope, some kind of coping them and saying, okay, I think I can come out and, and uh, support this person and pledge my allegiance to this person and say, oh, this person can, you know, lead us to a better Nigeria. I think that's uh, it's, it's the major problem. People have lost hope, so they apparently don't think they want to come out and do anything. They just want to mind their business, live their lives, and survive. I think that's one issue that really stops people from coming out to vote.
1: Very interesting. Chima Kristen, the youth in Nigeria constitutes about 60% of the population. And these 60% are doing well in uh, fintech, they're doing well in other areas. But when it comes to politics and political leadership and political participation, uh, it seems like these 60% are no longer a majority. How exactly can we move the youth from being passive receivers of whatever good political participation in Nigeria brings to becoming active in deciding what the politics of the land becomes.
2: Truthfully, I think we've lost my own generation. They don't have interests. They are interested in other things, but not politics. And the people who are interested in politics as my own level generation, they are overwhelmingly from my interaction. And this is very subjective, more in the negative, more banal, more empty. And the people they are angling to take over from. First, we should now try to catch the young people, or maybe in their primary schools, their early secondary schools, to start a deliberate civic education. Our civic education curricula should be deliberately targeting young people to show them and teach them how important it is. Civic participation, but in terms of politics, membership of political parties, presenting themselves for office, or even coming out to vote at all. How important it is. You know, at my level of participation, I was in my ward meeting a night before the election. And it was interesting because I and my wife and two other people were the only young people there that were under 30, right? The rest are disproportionately elderly people. The young people have no interest whatsoever. The few other young people there were there because one is the child of the chairman of the party. The other is the daughter of another prominent member of the party. So both of them were there on the account of their parents' involvement. And so you had four youths out of all that. And when you talk to people who are interested in other things, but not politics. So um, we've preached a lot of messaging to them, uh, but interestingly, it's not appealing to them. So that's why I think we should leave my generation. The few of us that have caught the bug should push on with what we are doing, but those who have remained apolitical. political. And who may in their own reasoning have justifiable reasons to say say so should be allowed while we focus and place a lot of emphasis on the younger ones to train them to be civic uh, uh, and responsible citizens of nigeria
1: so just a follow up on that there is this Hashtag Sorosoke Generation, which is building up on social media and garnering uh, support of all the youths on social media, across social media. How can we convert this power and how can we convert this support that is across social media to tangible political participation?
2: Well, the thing is, this is my own view, is that, first of all, you have to start from membership of political parties. The few of us for instance in the anambra i'm not sure maybe you saw the results even just right across my own polling unit you saw people playing football young people because there wasn't movement so they converted the roads and the streets to football fields mini football fields and they were playing football and there's nothing you can say to those that will make them come leave that football to come and vote right and so but even the few of us who come out to vote as at the time we participate in the general elections, the core decisions have been made because political parties have made their choices as to who their candidates will be. Now I invite young people, both on Twitter, on social media, the instance generation, to populate political parties. It mustn't be my own political party. Choose any political party of your liking, go and be a member, attend their award meetings, and it doesn't cost much to be a member of any political party in most of the cases their registrations are free the time commitment is limited none of the political parties at the world level hold more than one meeting per month in some cases in a year they don't hold up to three or four meetings except for election years where you have a lot of activities because it's an election year so, but for some of us, we have fine time every weekend to go watch football, to go do whatever our leisure activities are, but we don't find our 20 or 30 minutes or one hour to attend ward meetings in our wards, speak up, to even attend estate meetings in the estates where we live, to even attend communal meetings in Umona, in, in Umada meetings, to even attend local meetings at the local level, community meetings. We don't participate. We only like to nag, nag, complain on social media and we have entitlements, we have, want everything to be handed down to us without actually playing our part. Politics work for those who invest in it. If we don't demand, if we don't participate, it will also work better for those who participate and in this case, it is disproportionately old people that participate.
1: Okay, uh, I guess we'd have to leave it there. Okay. What uh, was your experience with the use of the Bivas and um, other technologies that was used during the Anambra elections?
0: Well, the Bivas also had this had similar issues with other, the other other ones they were using I think before they introduced it. It's had technical issues. Some of them did not come it come, it come on early. It's it will come on call, you turn it on and then after some time, it goes off, and it, there was no alternative, so it kept people stranded. Because we are going to use it to appendix uh, uh, voters with You use, you know, do a face scan, and then do a fingerprint or something. So it delayed the process. People were not able to vote as when as of when they got there. But I got to a calling unit in monitor, and a lot of people were angry. They said, "We want to go home. We've been here for hours." And then I asked the hero the, the, I said, what's happened? He said, he has to He's waiting for a uh, response from his superiors. So, it, it showed that they had to wait. It failed in some places and people could not vote. Now, you're providing a paper. So you're providing a technical, you're trying to use technology. Now, there should be an option B if it, it fails, but it was not provided. So, a lot of people were delayed. In fact, I'm in some places, they've been come up. In some police, they've been come up and grabbed the new and you know, waiting. And then the have been brought to The few persons who were able to come out to were not admitted to as they were to the IBM events. So, our will clearly be this. We are not where we are supposed to be. Our level of technology is still backward. We need to improve, we need to step it up. Yes, clearly INEC is making a lot of efforts to improve, but are not there yet. So maybe in forthcoming elections they could provide the believers and then provide alternatives these things. Alternatives should not be manual accreditation. Other technologies should provide other other ways that people can be accredited so that if a, option A fails B
1: so, in your in your experience, do you think it's uh, more technology or more people? Because AINAC also had some issues with getting people behind the technologies to use the technology, training of the people. Uh, do we really need more of the technology or improvement of the technology, or do we need more people behind the technology that we already have? Uh, should we be satisfied with this level of technology?
0: We need all of them. More people behind the technology, improving the technology. More people behind the technology meaning more training people should be trained not just two weeks to the day we should start you No, know, one thing with nigeria is where we we have this by the 11th hour people we train people four days to something it's really not it doesn't work well so more people behind the training if the election is coming up in november training should start at least four months before the day so that people would be acquainted people would be, be, be familiar with what they are going to use that's number one improving the technology we should learn from other countries who use technologies to vote. they are not just they didn't well they didn't just wake up and start start it they tried this one in working try to so we should learn how to improve. we should learn from other people and improve our own system of technology try to like i said get other options if this is not working let there be other options and then this is just to point in one more technology and Everything we should Get around everything, do everything
1: so that we would not be lagging behind. That's just the point. Now, um, Chima kristen from the point of accreditation to the point of voting, coalition, and transmission, is there anywhere we need more tech or do we need more people?
2: I believe we need to improve on the roads. First of all, the people who came to my ward where I was the party, the polling agent of my party. Seems unprepared for the elections. We heard of the mass resignation of trained ad hoc staff of INEC, and they had to quickly make up those numbers, and did a crash course or crash training on them. And so, what we found that they were fiddling with the devices; they weren't that too acquainted with the devices, and that it failed on two counts from the gadget side of it and from the human side of it. So, going forward, if INEC needs 10,000 ad hoc staff, it should make efforts to train 15,000 and have spare. Should people not show up on the election day, you don't send people who don't know how to use the devices, you bring in a pool of reserve, trained, ad hoc staff. Then from the device, you see, the more elections get sophisticated, the more politicians get so- sophisticated. too. For instance, in Equisigo local government, and in Ozubolo, a particular ward in Ozubolo, what we found is that the whole device system in the whole what, we're not working are not accrediting people and then when protests were made the chief technical officer of INEC in the local government the local government technical officer came to the world and just a tap on his phone a few taps on his phone all those beaver systems began to work and that is what our parting is looking into now to see if the beaver's failure were random failures or whether they were programmed to fail as strategic opposition strongholds you also recall that Anambra does not have that much issue with network connectivity. But we saw that on the election morning, we saw massive failure in network in some places. So we're looking at, are these random things or were they pre-programmed to happen? So when you talk about more tech, you should also talk about more security because now you're no longer dealing with bad blood box snatching, but you're also dealing with compromising the ITEC, the compromising the ICT. If for instance, the technical officer local government technical officer of INEC could have access as to whether or not the beaver systems will work in that world that means that they could under some instruction prevent it from working in some places while they allow it to work well in other places so these things are we are still at the early stage of implementation of technology and i will say this remember when telephone came out in nigeria it was nokia 3310 you can barely it was i think it started from nitel landline We now move to 3310. We now move to a Symbian phone. We are now in Android and Smart and iOS. So where we are in election technology, in electronic transmission, electronic verification of voter identity, we are still in the old Sajem days. We are still in the old Sajem days, comparatively. So this is just the beginning. We will not throw away the baby with water. What we say is that both the human side of it and the tech side of it must be continuously worked on to improve. Thankfully INEC has a lot of years ahead of 2023 general elections, they should review and do a holistic audit of what happened in Anambra state so that it will inform the agency on how to better manage future elections in Nigeria. But I find that this is a quite an improvement on the old ways, but the improvement is likely not enough. It should be a process of continuous and constant improvement.
1: Beautiful. Um, I guess that's how we would uh, wrap it up for today, uh, because Yaga Africa, just like you said, announced that for now, a ballot cast actually reflects the announcements by INEC reflects the ballot cast during the sixth November, Anambra governorship election, and we hope that the INEC can build on the gains of this election on others. As the Nigerian House of Assembly passes the amendment amended Electoral Act, it is believed that the incorporation of information and communication technology in Nigeria's electoral process will further reduce excessive electoral fraud and inaccuracies to the barest minimum and also foster credible elections. Thank you very much, Oge Dibulam for coming on to share your insights with us today. Thank you, Tony, for hosting me. And thank you, Shima Kristen. It was a good time.
2: Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to
0: catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.